1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK.
2: Hi everybody, welcome. Hi Lynn. <clears throat> How you doing Hi. today?
3: I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I'm good. Very good. W- What's going on in your world? Mm, you know, it's
2: funny cuz I I wanted to say some I thought about this earlier in the week <laughs> and I should have yeah. said, <clears throat> put it in my notes so I knew what I was going to say and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> Well, mm-hmm.
3: the of the world, and we're all I know. the same way. <laughs> I can tell you how many times I do this, and I think I wanted to say something about this, that, or the other thing on the radio show, and I forget. But. Well, we did have a nice little
2: get together with um, uh, at your house last weekend on Friday, which was very nice. We, did. we haven't been out in a while, so that was very nice. Mm hmm. And, and, uh, a little bit of a busy week for me this week. There's lots going on. But other than that, I'm just getting into the groove. How are you doing with your masks and such?
3: What's my what? Masks. My mask? Yeah. Are you still... Your masks? How is that going? No, I'm not wearing it, actually. Um, I've... I don't know. I, I... I feel more comfortable without it, uh, clearly, because I I have asthma. So um, if I don't have to wear that, it feels a lot better. But there are some places that I've been to, especially, you can mention Sanderson State Street. Um, They still, at least when I was there last week, they require masks. And I just went to Garrity's today, and I saw... A lot of people with and a lot of people without, but mm-hmm. all of the people who worked there had masks, so I guess um, it's kind of a mixed bag. You know, I uh, I have noticed that there's been a lot of people that have let up on, on that as a, a requirement to come to their establishment, so to speak. Uh, and others who are adamantly um, opposed to being uh, being around anybody without a mask. And I asked mm-hmm. one of the people at Sanderson. I said, "When does this lift? You know, when does this mask mandate end?" And I and she said to me, I, "I don't know." But she said, "I'll tell you one thing: I will continue to wear my mask." And I said, "Why?" And she said, "Because I don't know where the people you know." It, I mean, this is the general public that comes in here every day. And there are people that are not immunized. There are people that um, are and people who are very afraid. And so she said, I just think uh, until somebody declares that this thing is uh, is over, uh, we have to continue to wear the masks. And I said, okay. You know, it's a choice, I guess. But I... Uh, I just learned recently that my medication that I've been taking for the asthma that I have had for years and years and years was suddenly something that was no longer going to be covered by my um, Part B or Part D uh, prescription drug plan under Medicare. And so I thought, well, okay, I could make a big stink about it if I wanted to, but it still would cost me an arm and a leg, which it it does already. But I thought, maybe there are other things. Maybe it's time to try something else and just see, you know, what's happened. So I tried two different ones over the last couple days, and I could really, really feel it. I could feel the difference. And I haven't had an issue with asthma in... 15 years or something so I don't know it makes it even more pressure on me not to wear the mask until I get this asthma thing back under control again so there you are well are you you wearing a mask?
2: yes I do Um, anytime I go into a restaurant I wear it till I sit down I I don't always wear it out depending on how many people are there because I actually forget to do it <laughs> for yeah. the most part. But yeah. any store that I go into, grocery store or any other store, I do wear. Well, any time I go into anywhere, usually I do. And I, I probably will continue regardless of um, what people think um, or say can be done or not done. Um I also think, you know, they did say that the flu was less was, uh, lessened this year as well. And again, that has to do with the fact that people are in masks and washing their hands more often. I, I just believe that's probably true. Um, so, not that it's coming into flu season, it isn't, it's ending. But nonetheless, I just think, you know, when the weather's nice, you, it's a little bit, you're more relaxed because you're outside. But I just think that I might be one of those people. Um, you know, people have been doing it for a long time in different countries. So, you know what? Um, whatever. I, I, you know, I think people need to, no one should look at them like they're nuts or that they shouldn't because it's their right to do whatever they, whether it's your right yep. not to, it's their right to. So, you know, end yeah. it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. But I just wonder because there's so much conversation out there now about that. And so much, um, like, when is this going to be over? And, you know, it's, it's they're not always the most comfortable things. But, you know, I mean, I'd prefer uh, e- even, you know, Broadway Theater. We'll be going next week because next week is um, the, uh, sound, uh, the South Pacific show, uh, the 4th, 5th, and 6th. And if you didn't get your tickets, you can still buy one <laughs> and call <laughs> Broadway Theater. If you're a season ticket holder, you already have them. And if you not, and you're going to individually buy them. You can call the Cultural Center. Three, so easy, 344 Or if you're a ticket, season ticket holder and you want to buy additional tickets for someone else, you can call Broadway Theater Office, um, which is separate from the Cultural Center. And I always like to say that because so many people think they're the same thing. Two different uh, 501c3 right. organizations. Um, the Cultural Center is simply the, the facility of which we hold our uh we're the renter there and that's where we hold our put the plays are um actually put on there but we are two separate organizations although we're very connected in in the sense of doing things and being there and being part of it we're two separate so um that'll be next week and you know there's still broadway in new york and locally uh, the cultural center is asking people to keep their masks and to be honest i I would I would do that because you know you're with a lot of people and um, yeah it it's very easy to sit in a theater with a mask on so um, that's one thing that does not bother me and has not through the, the this season so um, you know I don't really but it's just such a you know so many people are questioning it and that's why I wondered where you were on that
3: yeah like you I'm know uh, when No, I think it's. I read something funny one time about the mask thing about going into a restaurant. The coronavirus does not know when you sat down or when you stood up, whether or not you. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) Okay, it's goofy. All right, but I think there is some false or not some sense of security of walking into a public place with people that you don't know and never been around before with a mask on and then you take it mm-hmm. off when you're sitting down with people you know. Right. right. I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of crazy because well, it, it doesn't know. It is crazy. But anyway, that that's a, that's just that's why a matter when, of comfort. Well, and I
2: could never understand why it took so long really for the salons to open because that is something that you can with both of you wearing the mask at all times it doesn't get in the way you know whether you're getting your nails done I'm sure if you're getting a facial obviously that's another story but you know getting your hair cut colored washed it's all easy to keep your mask and the other person has theirs on as well so I that was a little you know late to the party kind of thing but I understand (laughs) the reason I just think that you know people and there are many as you said there are many places in in other places that I go that people don't wear them yeah. so um, you know it's it's a matter of comfort of comfort I think once those are lifted
3: but that was so have you so I have wondered where you were you yeah, have you where? been to um, a lot of uh, restaurants in the last couple of months that have recently reopened the dining room no, not, no.
2: Mm-mm. I I, I tend to go to the same places, and there's been no change. But I was yeah. in a store two weeks ago. I went to Lancaster, and I went to a store, and hardly anybody in that store, uh, did they, very few people had a mask on. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, I just, I wonder about the restaurants that... Um, you know, there's one that we know of in Dunmore where we've really enjoyed their sushi, and, and it, for the longest time, it was still takeout only. And I just wonder if it's back in business again, where you can go in and sit down. But I don't I think, think there so. are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of restaurants are just <laughs> deciding to stay takeout only for a couple mm-hmm. reasons. But one, most importantly, is they can't find staff. Exactly. So exactly. you can't open a restaurant and have people come in and you have nobody there, right? You know, so takeout seems to be a lot less expensive for them because they don't have to pay the overhead for um, for staff for people to actually be wait persons, I guess. And it's not bad.
2: Well, they don't have so much don't overhead know. to be. Yeah, but they don't have much overhead to begin with. Think about it. For the most part, they get paid. For, uh, less money, and then the tips are they rely on the tips, so that's
3: yeah,
2: you know, that's pretty much how it goes. But, um but I there are places that they just can't find them, and they they just like for instance, Thai Rack Thai and Scranton, they're still takeout only. I know that that sushi Thai in Dunmore, when I called them, that was the reason she said we'd love to be open, but we can't, we don't have the staff to do it. Yep. So you can yeah. still order you can still go to these places it's just they're all takeout so okay you know it's just yeah. how it is well but um, i guess we're going to take a quick break at the moment yes, ma'am. Yeah, and we will be right back you're listening to
0: laurie and lynn show hi this is nancy cayman from wilk's morning news and i know laurie cadden a lot of people know laurie cadden and more importantly and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399. Or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at LaurieCadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know.
1: ERA OneSource Realty, always there for you. It's Saturday Morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn.
3: Hi, we're back. My name is Lynn Evans, and I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and any other place you get podcasts.
2: And I'm Laurie Caden, the owner of Laurie Caden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business.
3: Mm -hmm. And And I'm thinking about... What? Go ahead. I'm thinking about... I love this new place, you know. I'm totally... (laughs) Totally in love with this new website called The Ethel right. from AARP. And the reason I love it is because the writers on here are, are just, they talk about things that you, they're right underneath the surface, but you don't even think about them. But for some reason, these people are able to capture the feelings the thoughts the emotions and put them into some very funny and but the point is well made type articles and this one i think it came out yesterday uh, the 21st that's a couple of days ago um under what they call the ageism it's a, a category on the ethel and it's called i admit it I'm retired and have started to feel irrelevant. This is really good. Um, I recently rescued a dying plant from the clearance rack at my local garden store. It was marked $1, but the nice cashier charged me only 25 cents when he saw the pathetic specimen. And, yes, I dropped another $40 to buy the plant a pot with better drainage, some fresh potting soil, fertilizer, and a big bottle of neem oil, which supposedly um, is um, something that helps with any bugs you get in, in your plant. The thing is, I had to buy this plant and all its rescue accoutrement, Because I am determined to save it, I want to watch it flourish and bloom as I'm sure it did once upon a time ago, perhaps when it was just a seedling or the world saw its potential. Why do I have a burning need to rescue a plant? I think it's because I'm retired and have started to feel irrelevant. I had a high-energy, 40-year career as a journalist, trying to make a difference, hoping to right wrongs, effect change where I could, and hold the rich and famous accountable for whatever they did to those who weren't just like them. There was no injustice too small for me not to want to fix it. And now, now there's a vast emptiness where my relevance used to live. For me, it's at the core of what's wrong with being retired. Sure, I I know how to keep busy, and I enjoy my midday naps as much as the next retiree. But I would be lying if I didn't admit that I simply don't matter as much as I once did. I see how my opinions are given less weight, if they're even sought after all. My contributions make less of an impact. I don't feel necessary, or in many days, that I even have a purpose. As a journalist, I spent a lifetime hoping to make the world a better place. Today, going to the supermarket is the focal point of my day. See what I mean? Staying relevant to me feels it means feeling connected across generations to the news of the world and being in a position to help others in a meaningful way. I mean, I, I live my life in a manner that bestows value to it. I want it to matter that I still occupy space on the planet. Doesn't everyone want that? And if they're retired, how do they get that sense of purpose? So, yes, I still want to be seen, to be counted. And truth be told, I miss feeling current, the kind of hip awareness that can come only from having younger people in your life. Our culture is rapidly changing, and despite being a voracious reader, I feel some days like the world is charging forward without me. I don't wanna be the last person alive to understand why pronouns matter so much or that TikTok tweens and K-pop fans are a clever and growing force to be reckoned with on the world political stage. I'm very aware that to some people, this essay will sound like a frivolous whine. After all, I'm in good health and I'm financially comfortable And many other people my age can't stay the same. But the problem is that when we prepare for our retirement, the bulk of the planning focuses on just those two factors, health and wealth. And very little thought is given to the emotional adjustment required when we step off the playing field and move to the sidelines. I fear that I left my relevance back on the field. I'm apparently not alone in this. A Transamerica retirement study in 2017 found that 97% of retirees who said they were happy also said they still had a strong sense of purpose. And in a nutshell, that's what's missing from mine. Let's face it, only the diehards want to play golf or go fishing every day. Sure, it's nice to be free of the daily grind and the constant exhausting effort it took to juggle family and work. No, I do not miss the rat race. Volunteering, I'm told, isn't a bad route to take if it satisfies your itch. Sure, we all get more involved in our communities. Work for elected officials who share our agendas, deliver meals and cheerful banter to shut-ins, join the ranks of those who read the children, walk shelter dogs or clean up the beaches and hiking trails from the slobs who leave it a mess. But some of us are too impatient for any of those things and, and or don't want to be a small cog in the big wheel. And personally speaking, I have yet to meet a charity thrift store volunteer who wasn't there primarily to get first dibs on the good donated stuff. Without question, the world needs improvement and so do I. My pledge to myself, In this new year is to fill the hole in my life that retirement created anyone can stay busy but not everyone can stay relevant I'm going to stick to writing to make a difference and have dusted off my old book proposal in the hope of finding an agent and clearly it's not a minute too soon sadly the plant has died Oh. Isn't that great? Yeah. I mean, that is, <coughs> yeah. Just, that but is <coughs> wonderful.
2: That is exactly what I think so many people feel.
3: Yeah, I do too. But nobody ever talks about this stuff. I think this is amazing no. that she captured that, you know, and that it's true. Lynn,
2: don't you think with that you have to realize what's the difference between um relevance and self-worth? Yes. Because so many people identify their self-worth as what who they are, like what yes. they do for a title, or how. <clears throat> right. And when that's taken away, then they don't know who they really are. So, to me, relevance doesn't seem like it's the same thing there. Like, I, I agree you have to feel, like, you know, relevant, but I don't know. It seems like this person put a lot of self-worth in what she was, or he was, She and was. not, yeah. you know what I mean? If that's what that yeah. seemed like to me, that, that, um,
3: that story. I think she also is saying something that happens anyway. I mean, I, <laughs> you remember when we were kids and our parents listened to the Beatles and all the other stuff, and we're horrified by this crazy new music. You know and now I think I listen to some of the we talked about this before about the halftime at the Super Bowl and the rap music and the bebop stuff and I can't yeah, stand it. I can't stand it. No but they
2: it. aren't they weren't young um entertainers though. They were all they've been around a long time so we've been used to hearing them. It's just I think for that it's a matter of whether you like that type of uh, that genre of music or not. Because they're not new hip-hop or rappers. They were, they've been around the block, those people, when you think yes, about it. Because they even showed that, that one guy, what's his name? Um, uh, his dog, 50 Cent, I think. 50 Cent, 50 Cent. He, he's the, he, remember, he was hanging upside down. And that was a, that was a, a play on, on he, something he did a long, long, long time ago. Because oh. I didn't realize that because I don't know anything about them, but they showed that um, on, in the, on the news like right soon, the day or two after or it mm-hmm. was on some type of social media. So, I mean, he, these people were around a long time. Um, so it's well, not they even... Were.
3: Yeah. But that's not my point. My point was that that kind of music is something is that... Isn't your bag. It, well, it's not just not my bag, but I associate it with A generation that I'm no longer part of I'm not I'm not part of that the in generation you know I'm not the one that's the mover and the shaker that's making a difference in the world the people who are are the people that appreciate and like that music and others but my point was that if you look at the relevance of the things that define you in the today they're not relevant anymore to the people who are making the a difference in the world. And that's, I think, what she was talking about with relevance because she was able to do a lot of stuff in, in her writing. She also, you know, I didn't say this, but she was a writer for the Huffington Post, and she was on the staff of the Los Angeles Times. Now, those are newspapers that had... Um, or websites or whatever it was but they had millions of readers right and so when you think about her making a difference with her writing it made a big difference what she Mm -hmm. wrote about and what she said but what she's saying now that as she's retired and she doesn't have that forum anymore which i think is the key here she doesn't have the forum anymore she's no longer feeling relevant and and I think that's the point that many of us reach when we say we retire, we check out of that world where we made a difference and then we have no relevance. We're looking for a purpose to our lives. And it's yeah. not easy because nobody ever talks about that. Nobody ever says, you know, yes, you're going to retire. I do that every day. I tell people, yes, they can retire. Yes, you'll be fine. But we never talk about these kinds of things, because I mean, look faith. Our parents never really had to worry about that stuff.
4: <clears throat> yeah,
3: so, uh, it's an interesting phenomenon because it's not anything that we've ever done before or faced before. Where where we live into our nineties, and it's very well, common. And,
2: but I think in my case, my parents never retired really i mean aunt kadnaran right. did a couple couple years before she passed she she did maybe 2 years but my father never did you know he owned his business and he went down every day of his life even went to the down to his business every day even with both legs amputated from the, under the knee down yes. for several months um, you know because it's it's what he did so i don't even know what it's like to have someone yeah. retire. I remember when my grandmother retired, though, and, you know, yeah. she, well, how she felt. But she was so busy with all of us, so I don't think it. she missed a beat. But, yeah, I guess exactly. that, that that is the, yeah. the point. Yep.
3: All right. So, on that note, we're going to have to take a break. And we'll be back with our guest expert, Donna Kane, who is the retail branch manager of the Green Ridge branch of...
5: Fidelity Bank. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show, and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lynn S. Evans, CFP, co host of The Laurie and Lynn Show. I am the managing director of a new business, Women of Substance LLC, a financial planning firm dedicated to the specific financial needs of baby boomer women. I help them navigate through widowhood, retirement, divorce, and job loss. Send me an email at lynn at lynnsevans.com and let me know how I can help you. I'm also the host of a podcast, Power of the Purse, available on more than 30 sites, including iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. We record these lively conversations with women who've been there and have great advice to give others so they don't go down the same dark holes. And we feature some experts who share some great ideas to be prepared before you have to face these transitions. And we have a whole lot of fun. Please don't let the fear of not knowing about personal finances stop you anymore. I am here to take the confusion and mystery out of money. Go to my website, lynnsevans.com, and see how we can set up a time to talk or browse around the many blogs and other free info on the site. Remember, money's not the enemy. Your ignorance of it is.
3: at
2: Fidelity
6: We have
7: a great relationship with Fidelity They're like family with us They're right next door to my business If there's ever a problem, just one phone call I don't even have to go to them, they come to me It's great I love being in the business, this was meant for me We're very busy, I'm running every day and I love to stay busy So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to the Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account. Uh, My payroll taxes, they take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity, don't you?
3: Member FDIC.
5: Here's Lori and Lynn.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to the Lori and Lynn Show, and I'm Lori Cadden, the owner of Lori Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business.
3: And I am Lynn Evans. I'm a certified financial planner, and I am also the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm also the host of a podcast called Power of the Purse. And that's available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and just about any other place you would find podcasts. And our special guest expert today is Donna Kane, who is the retail branch manager in the Dunmore branch of Fidelity Bank. And she's got some very interesting background here. She was the co-chair of the most recent 11th Blue Ribbon Gala for Marley's Mission, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But she's also part of the class of 2022 for the Leadership Lackawanna Core program. Welcome, Donna.
4: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Hi, Donna. Oh, so, t- so tell us about um, Marley's mission, how that went. Absolutely. Um, so if you don't know what Marley's mission is, uh, it is a nonprofit organization in Lackawanna County um, dedicated two, the treatment of children and families that have undergone trauma and it's equine based treatment, which means the treatment is done and it integrates, um, you know, some regular therapy and horses are integrated into that treatment. Um, it's been around for about 12 years and all of those services are provided to families free of charge. And the way the nonprofit is able to afford that is by having uh, many fundraisers throughout the year with our biggest fundraiser being the Blue Ribbon Gala. Um, That's where we raise most of our funding to operate for the rest of the year. Um, It was something I've been involved in for the past few years, and this year I was chosen uh, to co-chair. So uh, I was involved in the planning and the fundraising and the decor, um, gave my first speech in front of about 160 people and it was a very successful event. Great. That's
2: wonderful. Wonderful.
4: Thank you. So tell us about what's going on in digital banking at Fidelity Bank. Absolutely. So digital banking is growing, especially coming off of the pandemic. Uh, digital banking is even more important now as people need to have tools to do more banking from home. Uh, it's safer, faster, it's convenient. Uh, so a lot of these services, <clears throat> again, they could do at home. So not that we don't want customers to come in. I always tell people, hey, have you heard of this service? Maybe you're snowed in, maybe you're sick, you can't leave the house, but we don't want it to replace us. A lot of people think that this will replace um, in-person banking and that is just absolutely not true. Um, so some of the big things in digital banking right now is mobile deposit. So you can simply take a picture of a check front and back, deposit into your account and the funds are available the next day. It really doesn't get much easier than that. Uh, we also do um, online bill pay. It took me a long time to switch all of my bills to online bill pay. But once I did, life was so much easier. You're saving money. You're saving paper. You are actually more secure by using online bill pay services because your checks and your information aren't floating around. And we know how unreliable the post office could be these days um so that's just some some newer things that we've been doing in banking absolutely um we also have a lot of security things as far as text alerts uh you know if your balance gets below a certain threshold we'll send you a text to let you know um you can make loan payments online um even if you had a line of credit with the bank you can transfer funds from your checking account to pay your line of credit advance from the line of credit right to your checking account uh everything is just so you know fast-paced these days, and you need everything at your fingertips, and Fidelity Bank um, is cutting edge with the digital banking tools to make life easier for our clients.
3: Donna, didn't I also get a, an email, it was a today or yesterday, about the fact that uh, Fidelity has now raised the daily limit on that how much you can do by
4: deposit? I didn't even that know that one. Yes, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so uh, uh, for consumer uh, accounts... Yeah. Yeah, so um, if you're a consumer account holder, which most of us are, meaning you're not a business account owner, uh, the daily rolling limit is 3000 per day. Uh, it has been raised to 5000 The reason there's a cap on the limit is due to fraud. Uh, we really need to have human eyes take a look at, you know, those larger checks um, to make yeah. sure things are endorsed properly, all of that. But, you know, we really have trusted our clients um, at that threshold to be able to make those deposits themselves so yes for convenience of our clients we have raised that limit to five thousand dollars per debt um, which does cover most people's normal checks that they get.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too I know Laurie's a big fan of this that she loves to go online to see you get an instant balance. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so you make sure you don't overdraw your accounts. It's a good
4: thing. It really is. It really is with with all of the, you know, the technology we have these days, you know, just a quick, oh, let me see what my balance is before I swipe that card or make that online purchase, right? Yeah.
2: Well, I like it just because, <clears throat> Donna, and just in general, that mm-hmm. you can see the checks that came in that have cleared. If you, you know, just to make sure it did before your statement and and everything. I, I just I love the transferability. I, I, I all of those things. Um, it's just very convenient. What I don't know how to do, mm-hmm. even though I had I had put in to do it and I I've never done it yet, is to do the automatic deposit which we spoke of, I don't know how to do that. With the check? Mm-hmm. So, yep. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely.
4: I know you took a picture of it, right? You do. And it's very simple, and we offer to do demonstrations right here in the branch. Uh, so whenever you have a check and you want us to show you, you can pop right in, and any of our bankers uh, can absolutely show you all the steps to take to get that check deposited correctly.
3: I think isn't it just that you look for, um, if you're online, that is, if you look for the icon that says make deposit Mm -hmm. on on the website or on on your phone, on the app, you just click on that and then it will say to you, you know, how much is the deposit from what account do you want it uh, deposited in? And then it says take a picture of the front of the check and when you do... You can say whether it's acceptable or not, whether Mm -hmm. it's blurred. And then you turn the check over and hopefully find it and take a picture of that and then hit the button that says make deposit.
4: That's it. And that's correct. And what's great about the little when it pops up for you to take the picture, a little like rectangle pops up and kind of guides you as to where to line the picture up. So I think that that's very helpful as well. Uh, just so you know, you're getting that whole check in, in the picture. And then I always advise my clients to, you know, to mark that they did mobile deposit that check. So they don't forget that they did and then bring it in and try to double deposit it in person. And then to always hang on to that check for about a week until it, until it shows up just to be safe.
3: And doesn't it also, the newer checks that people have, I don't know if, you know, some people may have old checks that were uh, printed to them a couple of years ago that did, this wasn't even an option. But a lot of the newer checks I've seen have a little check box on the back where you sign that says this, this was or is a mobile deposit. That is so correct, that you know, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that you know that you've already done it.
4: Yeah, and that's a Absolutely. Thing. Yeah. It's a great thing. Um, one more thing I wanted to mention about our Fidelity Mobile Banking app uh is a feature that we have called Card Valet. Have you ladies heard of Card Valet? No. No. No, what's that? <laughs> So, Card Valet is an extra feature in our Fidelity mobile banking app that you can check out, and it helps you control spending by category or amount. Card Valet is really good if you are a joint owner with maybe your teenager on their first checking account. You could set a limit. Um, You can also set um, your geographic area, Um, and it's just another level of protection. You can also go in there and shut your card on or off. So say you did some shopping and you lost your card that day, but you're not sure if it's really lost, you can shut it off, look for it. Maybe you find it buried in the car in between the seats, right? And then you can turn it right back on and you could do all of that yourself. Love it. Hmm. That's neat. I know I didn't see that. Yeah. That's a good idea.
3: So what other things do we have?
4: Absolutely. So we also offer digital wallet, which most banks and most phones offer now. Um, We're supported in Samsung Pay, Android Pay, Apple Pay. So essentially you just add your Fidelity debit card to that digital wallet. And again, this is all about convenience and security. So when your card is added to your digital wallet, you use your phone to pay instead of using the physical card. Uh, And it's encrypted when those payments go through at the terminal, at the store. So again, less chance that your card is going to be stolen, replicated. Um, I know those magnetic strips get copied. Um, A lot of people are afraid of these digital services and they think they're more susceptible to scams. But it's really the opposite.
3: I would think so. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about that when you mentioned it before, that there was a limit. And the reason that you have the limit on personal checking accounts is fraud. Absolutely. And I was just wondering, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of opportunity for fraud. Uh, and I think uh, the more people think about doing banking online the more afraid they are of this type of thing of the scams and the Mm -hmm. fraud and all the other stuff but it's funny to me i mean i have uh, there are two people i know in my life that will not use things like um well venmo or Mm -hmm. uh, paypal or any any way to exchange money other than a physical check and when i ask why I get the same answer. Well, I'm afraid that somebody's going to hack into my checking account. <laughs> but the check is more of, a, of an invitation for people to see your checking account numbers and all the
4: other information. Correct, so and not only. Hands. Sorry, and not only can they see your checking and, and routing number, your address, uh-huh. your name. Because everything right. is on that check. Exactly, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. And that is. It's just everyone is stuck in their ways, you know, and they're afraid of the computer and they're afraid of this. But at the end of the day, I like to be able to check my account activity every day. Okay. And you. the online banking and the, the mobile app allows you to do that. And then if someone did compromise your account, you could see it right away. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
2: yep. Well, Donna... Believe this or not, um, it's it's wrap-up time, and you did a great <laughs> job, so we're happy to Thank have you. you. And I hope you come back. Yeah, this is great. And congratulations again on all the wonderful things you're doing for Marley's Mission. And I know it's important, and it's it's worth uh, making people aware. The Fidelity Bank um, re- encourages all of their employees to volunteer and give them time to do that. And I'm sure that the bank is very happy that you you've stepped up to that plate as the co-chairman and make you know do the work that's involved because it's not an easy task so um absolutely keep it up thank you thank you so much and i appreciate then, that how can people get in touch with you if they needed fidelity services
4: Absolutely. So, again, I'm Donna Kane. I am the branch manager at the Green Ridge location uh, in Scranton. and oh, you can for reach me that. Yep, and you can reach <laughs> me via phone number at 570-348-4375. Also, I can be reached via email all the time at Donna.Kane at FDDBank.com.
2: And Donna, thank you very much. And Donna's now in the position that that Dragon had, and now he's in the Dunmore office. Correct. (laughs) Good for you. Congratulations. And we will um, hopefully uh, see you again soon, Donna. Thank you. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. 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 Bye.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,